Testing, testing. Still way too loud. Can you get Jamie? Can you please come get Ellie? Okay, let's try this again. You're listening to The Neurodivergent Nurse, and I'm your host, Jamie. I'm a registered nurse who has ADHD. On this podcast, we will talk all things ADHD. I'm really just beginning to learn about this diagnosis and how to navigate through it, but I am so excited to take you on this messy and raw journey with me so that we can learn together. So let's get started. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to yet another week of the Neurodivergent Nurse. This is two weeks in a row. I think that that is a, you know, a call for celebration. I'm just kidding. Anyways, but I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad that we can hang out again. I hope you really enjoyed the last episode of Instructions Are Hard because they definitely have been for me lately. As you know, this show is often written either because people seem to be asking the same question uh, when they DM me or on Patreon or whatever. And I think, hmm, clearly there's a lot of people who they would like to know about insert ADHD topic here. The other way that I get content is because of things that I personally experience. And I think, yeah, you might experience this as well. And if I'm figuring out tips and tricks that work, then let me share those with you so that you can also. This week's episode is coming because I have a lot going on. I have the podcast kicking back off, which oh, I love. It's a it's a bright spot to my day to be able to come and talk to you. Then I'm taking a class, Organic Chemistry 2. I also am working full time and I have other little bits of social things here and there, but it just sometimes makes me feel heavy emotionally. Regardless, with all of these things, I started wondering, am I experiencing burnout right now? Because I'm just tired. I'm really tired. And I'm not in the mood to talk to the people that I normally talk to, even though they haven't done anything wrong, of course. I just don't have the emotional capacity to be able to be Jamie in their world and really be Jamie, the old Jamie, the normal Jamie in my own world. And I thought, like I said, am I, am I experiencing burnout? Because it feels similar, but it doesn't quite feel like what burnout actually is. Therefore, I took a little bit of a deeper dive into the things that we confuse for burnout a lot of times. And this week, we're going to start with one that ADHDers seem to feel very often. It is a part of ADHD that you probably know really well, and that is restlessness. When most people think of restlessness, they may think of restless leg syndrome or another medical condition. That isn't quite what we mean when we talk about the psychological or emotional restlessness. But it's a good metaphor because it does describe the feeling of not being able to sit still or at ease even when you really, really want to. Whether literally or figuratively, we feel restless when we want to move forward, but we just can't. The mismatch between our desired action and our state of inertia, it causes a cognitive dissonance. If you have looked into ADHD, then that is a phrase, a term 
that you have probably heard before. To just, you know, put it down into Jamie terms, it just means a psychological type of discomfort. Some of the symptoms of restlessness that you may have is difficulty sitting still. Does that sound like you at all? Inability to focus, frustration, irritability, and agitation. You may have ruminating thoughts. That's a symptom of restlessness. Trouble thinking or finding solutions to a problem. Complaining a lot about the same issue. Talking about making drastic changes like quitting a job or moving. Physical discomfort like jitters, stomach issues, teeth grinding, or headaches. I remember one of the things that I thought was kind of silly when I first started learning about ADHD and I went into a TikTok deep dive when my friend very gently asked me if I had ever been evaluated for ADHD, which I had not, was never on the radar for me. However, when I started looking into it, one of the things that was not a medical connection to ADHD, but it was one of those, it was anecdotal, but it said, if you have ADHD, you may have GI issues. And I remember saying, I don't have those. I don't have problems with my gut, with my stomach, with anything like that. And then someone very close to me said, but Jamie, you do. You feel nauseated all the time. You take a nap and you feel nauseated. Your stomach's always bothering you. And then I started thinking back that it did always bother me. How did I not realize or recognize that I did have this issue that it just wasn't a big deal to me, but it was something in a safe area that I complained about a little bit or I verbally noted when I wasn't feeling comfortable as far as my gut went. So it's interesting to me that restlessness can cause those physical discomforts, but it also causes issues with falling asleep or staying asleep. Does that sound like anyone you may know? Before we jump into ADHD's role about restlessness, let's just take a quick look about the physical and psychological restlessness that tend to go hand in hand with each other. For example, you are standing in line at the grocery store and you have just enough time to check out and get back to your car before the meter expires. I mean, we wouldn't do anything that's just enough time before something expires or needs our attention, right? No, no, not Anyhow, let's live in this hypothetical world that that's where we are. The person ahead of you has several produce items. Each one of those, they need to be weighed and manually entered. The person in front of you, they begin debating with the clerk about the leafy herb on the counter. The customer swears that it's parsley, while the cashier has rung it up in as cilantro. There's a 40 cent difference between the two herbs. You keep checking the time, wondering if the delay is going to end with you getting a ticket. What makes this situation so frustrating? Well, there's a couple things happening while you're standing in line. One of those, you're physically prevented from moving forward because the person ahead of you is taking longer than expected. The second reason is you can't do anything about it. The third thing is you're concerned about the consequences of being stuck in line. In other words, you're most likely to feel restless when our circumstances are out of line with our expectations, when we feel out of control, and when it causes us to worry about the cost of staying still. We often feel most restless when we feel ineffective. 
And those of us with ADHD, we so often feel ineffective. We feel like we don't fit into society, that we don't live up to the standards of productivity, that we just don't fit. And that, in turn, makes us feel like we are ineffective as a human being. Let's talk about why those of us with ADHD, that we frequently experience restlessness. There are many interconnected factors that go into this, so much so that restlessness is something that psychiatrists look at whenever they look at diagnosing someone with ADHD. The first thing that we're going to talk about is a neurotransmitter imbalance. ADHD is often associated with an imbalance in neurotransmitters, particularly dopamine. That's one of the ones that you, I would think that if you've looked into ADHD, that you've heard about our like search for dopamine. Also, the other one is norepinephrine. These chemicals play a very crucial part in regulating our attention, our focus, and our impulse control. When there is an imbalance, it can lead to restlessness and it can lead to us having that difficulty in just staying calm. The second one that we're going to talk about when it relates to ADHD and restlessness, some of us with ADHD, we have a lower level of arousal in our brains. And that means that we may seek external stimulation to increase our alertness and our focus. Restlessness may be a way that we use to combat under arousal. The third reason why we with ADHD struggle so much with restlessness is because of our executive function deficits. People with ADHD, we often struggle with executive functions like planning, organizing, self-regulation. You have probably heard me talk about executive dysfunction a whole lot. This can make it challenging for us to engage in tasks that require us to give attention for a longer period of time or like a sustained period of time. And that will lead us to a sense of restlessness whenever we are really trying to focus on something. The next one is impulsivity. Impulsivity is a very common trait of ADHD. This can definitely 100% contribute to our restlessness. We may act on immediate impulses and that is going to feed the need for us to look for novelty, to look for stimulation. And then when we get that, we're going to need more and more. We also may have boredom sensitivity. Whether we want to admit it or not, many of us with ADHD are highly sensitive to boredom. We may quickly become bored whenever it comes to routine and repetitive task, and that leads to restlessness and Therefore, we're going to seek more engaging activities. The next one is difficulty in delayed gratification. ADHD people, we may find it challenging to delay gratification and choose long-term goals over our immediate rewards. This can lead to a preference for activities that give us that instant stimulation even if they are not necessarily something that's going to benefit us right here and now. I was talking to a friend of mine who was going through something pretty significant and they were so patient for several weeks. And I remember telling him, I don't know how you did it because in the same situation, I would not be able to wait weeks before having this exact response. And 
that alone let me know that there was a difference between the two of us and especially that like I housed an ADHD type of mindset. And one of the last ones that we're going to talk about is sensory sensitivity. Some ADHDers are also sensitive to sensory input. We may be easily distracted by environmental stimuli and that can contribute to our restlessness because we're trying to process and respond to whatever sensory information that our brain is getting at the time. A lot of people with ADHD have a high sensitivity to boredom. We may quickly become bored with routine, with repetitive tasks, and that leads us to restlessness. And we're gonna, in return, seek more engaging activities. I know personally that structure is really great for me. I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. Do I hate routine? One thousand percent. I can't stand being tied down to a routine. I just want to rebel against it so much. If you have things that require you to be in a routine, then you may feel restless because you don't like it. Let's talk about a couple of the ways in which that you can experience restlessness if you have ADHD. The first one is physical restlessness. Those of us with ADHD, we often experience a constant need to move or to fidget. We may find it challenging to sit still for extended periods of time that could lead to behaviors like tapping our feet, shifting in our seats, constantly changing our posture. This physical restlessness can be disruptive in an academic or physical setting. When I go in for my evaluation of ADHD every three months or so to meet with my psychiatrist, one of the things that they ask is, do I have a hard time staying in my seat? How much do I fidget? Those are the every three month type of questions that I have. So that is one of the ways that ADHD and uh, restlessness they often show up with each other. The next one is mental restlessness. ADHD in general can cause mental restlessness. Our thoughts may race. We could have our minds jump from one idea to the other without warning. Again, if you have listened to this podcast in the past, you may have heard me talk about prior to taking medication and obviously finding out that I had ADHD, which led to medication. I felt like, do you remember if you're old enough, that there were these plastic things that you would get into and there was a fan at the bottom, and there was money at the bottom of it. They were turn the fan on. You're in this enclosed area. And so bills, whether it was a dollar, ten dollars, whatever, is like flying all around you, and you had to grab them and hold on to those bills while you're trying to grab the other ones. And at the end of whatever the allotted amount of time was, whatever you had, whatever you grabbed onto and held onto, that was the money that you got to leave that game with. That is what I felt like my thoughts were. And that is the best way that I personally can describe the mental restlessness that people with ADHD may go through. Your thoughts may race. You could jump from one to the other without any type of warning. And that makes it difficult to concentrate on one single task or to even complete your tasks, your assignments, to finish a project or a hobby because your mind is constantly seeking a new stimuli. The next one is difficulty in focus. 
Restlessness can lead to a lack of focus or the inability to sustain attention on a particular task, just like we were talking about maybe two and a half seconds ago. So those of us with ADHD, we may start multiple tasks, but we really struggle to finish them, to finish up the last piece, to like tie the knots on the end of the task. I'm also going to tell you when it comes to uh, my intake every three months, this is one of the questions that I get asked when I meet with my psychiatrist is if I have difficulty finishing up the end of a task. So that will result in a sense of us feeling unproductive and frustration. We talked about impulsivity earlier, but the restlessness is closely linked to impulsivity. It is definitely a hallmark of ADHD. We may act on immediate impulses without considering the consequences that can lead us to risky behaviors or poor decision-making. Search for stimulation. Restlessness often drives those with this ADHD to seek out stimulating activities. We could engage in activities that provide that quick dopamine rush, like excessive video gaming. We could browse social media for way too long or engaging in thrill-seeking behaviors. I have always loved thrill-seeking behaviors. Roller coasters, doing those crazy things. I started taking flight lessons. However, I used to think that it was cool for me, me personally, to jump out of a plane. Started taking flight lessons. I was like, nah, that that doesn't seem like something that would be a good idea for me. Doesn't matter if that's something for you or not. However, the fact of the matter lies that we seek out thrill-seeking behaviors. This search of stimulation can become problematic. And that restlessness that we're talking about, it can take an impact on us emotionally. The experience of restlessness can take that emotional toll because we may feel frustrated, overwhelmed, or anxious because we have difficulty controlling restlessness. We may also experience low self-esteem or depression as a result of not being able to meet our own societal expectations. And when it comes to emotions and relationships as well, and we talked about dopamine earlier. One of the ways that is known for those of us with ADHD that we seek out dopamine in relationships is to pick fights. And that too, obviously, can have a negative impact on our relationships where we have an emotional feed from. Here's some ways that you can hopefully help manage your restlessness whenever you feel it like coming on and it's getting stronger and stronger. Uh, whether you have ADHD or not, this can be super challenging, but it is achievable if you utilize the right strategies. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about some tips that can help that restlessness. The first thing you can do is physical activity. I feel like this is the answer for so many things, but if you engage in regular physical activity, to release that pinup energy and that in return will help you reduce the restlessness that you're feeling. Activities like running, yoga, or dancing. The next thing that you can do is use deep breathing and relaxation techniques. Practice deep breathing exercises to calm your mind and your body. 
techniques like progressive muscle relaxation can also be helpful whenever you're feeling those issues with restlessness. All right, the next one that you can do is mindfulness and meditation. I know this is super hard for a lot of you with ADHD, but learn mindfulness and meditation techniques that will help you stay present and reduce the racing thoughts that can contribute to your restlessness. Number four, uh, we just talked about how I stressed about this in general, but it is proven to help you if you create a routine. Establish a daily routine with set times for waking up, eating, working, and relaxing. The consistency can help reduce restlessness by providing the structure that your ADHD brain so needs. Try to cut down on your distractions. If you minimize the environmental distractions by decluttering your workspace and you can also use noise canceling headphones, website blockers, things like that, that will also help with your restlessness. Avoid setting unrealistically high expectations for yourself. It's very easy for us to do to have a super big goal that may not really be achievable at the time that we desire it to be. Let's start chipping away at the small goals. Look at the step that's right in front of you and hopefully that will also help decrease the restlessness feelings that you may have. And the last, but absolutely not least, is to practice patience. Be patient with yourself. Recognize that managing restlessness is an ongoing process. And also celebrate your victories along the way. I hope with this episode that you can have a big takeaway of how important it is for you to actually be able to name the emotions, to name what you're feeling and the importance because it brings about self-awareness, emotional regulation. It helps you communicate because when you can accurately name your emotions, you can communicate your feelings more effectively with others. And this can lead to better understanding and empathy in your relationships because then people can respond more appropriately when they know how you're feeling. It also helps you with problem solving, stress reduction, and your overall mental health. It helps you develop emotional intelligence by naming those emotions, and that can have a positive impact on your overall mental health. It can lead to better emotional resilience and a greater sense of well-being. And I hope today's episode can help you better name that restlessness to help you prevent getting to that burnout level. I really want to thank you again for tuning in this week, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you.